Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in. Hey, welcome to Boggy Talk, picking up with part two of our episode of talking through issues from the Southern Baptist Convention, which met earlier in June. And let's just dive right in. But before we dive into some of the things we're talking about, let's talk about resolutions. Because at the Southern Baptist Convention, one of the things that happens is people bring resolutions and it gets voted on and people want to push all kinds of things. And while the vast majority of them are great or good or have a purpose, sometimes they can be a little, uh, sorry. What was that? Justin, I was uh, just too busy reading uh, the, all the resolutions. So there, there is a book that just James kidding. is, if you're listening, James is holding a book and it's like the a solid like 200 pages that? book of reports. Yeah. And then there's some resolutions, but there also are. people just get a mic because part of the format is like a essentially open mic. And I it's kind of like who gets to the mic first and they, gets to talk? How does this work? And what are some of the funny resolutions? Not funny, but interesting resolutions. So you actually get to submit your resolutions in advance. Ooh, that's so there's smart. like a portal on the SBC website. Portal, wow. And you su- you submit your resolutions in advance and the the resolutions committee mm-hmm. uh, decides which one of those are legit and suggests them, you know, to the body. Now, if yours didn't get brought up, you have the opportunity to come to the mic and say, Hey, how come my resolution, you know, that we wear uh, long pants, you know, during the <laughs> summer, you know, didn't get brought up. I'm sure that has been one before. Um, and yeah, first I, I walk out during this session because Ooh. they are not binding. They have no, actual like effect on the business of the convention or the entities they're just tweets they're Mm -hmm. glorified tweets you know and i think it's silly and i hope we eventually get rid of the resolutions committee so what were some of the resolutions that were brought i I don't even know you that's right because you were going i I, I heard one they were basically a condemnation of disney i heard that no that was so that so so yeah that that's somebody so you can bring forth a resolution at the committee yes. as well. And he was reading it. Right. But I think those have to be like brought back the next year, typically. Gotcha. Um, unless they get a number of percentage of people who say, yes, let's make this resolution. And typically they're not. Um, but yeah, one guy made a recommendation that we boycott Disney again. I was like, wow, uh, I, f- I think I remember this from being a teenager. Yeah, right. Exactly. And which Meanwhile, was, the SBC had like actually emailed like, hey, if you're coming to the convention, here's a get discounted dis- ticket here's to a Disney. Discounted ticket. Yeah. I was like, this is, this, this is kind of ironic. Yeah. So, so, you know, and that that's a nuanced issue because it's like the majority of people there, there's 9,000 people there, totally disagree with the direction of Disney World, right? But is a boycott like I think we've talked about this effective because mm-hmm. you got to boycott probably Kit Kat right because yeah. whoever makes them like has pride colors during the mm-hmm. month of June and so it's kind of like what good is us actually making a resolution that we stand against Disney going to do Disney does not care anymore mm-hmm. like you know uh, so yeah it's funny the things that get recommended you know at, at the convention you know somebody hey I'm I you know make make a motion that you know we. Seriously, you know, we we say we say so like whatever their pet peeve is, right? Mm-hmm. Like whoever's made them mad, like 
that we essentially we we disassociate with Bethel, you know, or we um, that was you who made that one. No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> that was um, yeah, it's just yeah. But it's the beauty of anybody could go up to the mic, right? Yes, exactly. It is the 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 system is designed to give everyone the opportunity, which is good. Uh, you know, equal it's, opportunity. In our church, yeah, like, exactly. It's the same in our church business meeting. Anybody can ask any question. Yeah, because. We one we value every every person and voice, but yeah. you know it also that that comes with I wouldn't say a downside, but it is the downside of like anybody can say anything. Yeah, and, you know, typically you kind of know who those people are. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah, they're definitely like the reoccurring people. I'm like some of these kids are that guy in you know Bible college class who like had to ask question, a question yes. about everything. I'm like you're 70 years old now and you're doing the same thing. Or you they know? want to debate the professor about some nuance and then you just are like I'm tuning out right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just they want to be. I mean, I think. Some of them are excited to be on the big screen in front of 9,000 people. You know, seriously, what are you doing, man? Like, go to Twitter. And at and one time, the the parliamentarian even said, this is not Twitter. Yeah. Like, ask your question. You know, yes. like, it was I remember why, one point I watched, like, the, the moderator said, like, Ed the guy who just kept talking, kept yeah, talking, yeah. and then he was like, with all due respect, can you get to your question? Because the yeah. guy just, because And you're wasting people's time yeah. because there's a limited amount of time, and mm -hmm. so there's a lo line for the microphone, you know? Yes, so. so it's just, it's crazy. So let's talk about some more of the issues and things that happened at the Southern Baptist Convention, yeah. and we alluded to this last week. One of those was really the, uh, this, uh, the liberal drift issue uh, that there's this group called the Conservative Baptist Network who would say that they are trying to safeguard the SBC yeah, from right. drifting liberal mm -hmm. and basically uh, steer it back in the right direction. And then from the other side, there are those who then would say, and the CBN is a bunch of pirates. That actually is what they've been called online. Right. You know, yeah. there's going back to Twitter and all these conversations that are happening. So let's explain uh, this issue and what's going on. Yeah, it's hard for me not to explain this without already formed opinions just because right. uh, of exposure to it. Um, but, you know, in our country, there is definitely a progressive uh, direction that we've been heading politically and culturally, uh, you know, LGBTQ plus issues um, and then, you know, just more things than that. So what this group is saying, suggesting is that that has infiltrated um, a lot of our specifically pastors and cities at bigger churches where they are drifting in that direction. And so, uh, you know, a, a couple of years ago at the convention, I believe in Dallas, or maybe it was Birmingham, uh, we made a resolution to uh, affirm value in critical race theory and other theories, which again, why are we making resolutions? So that understandably caused some people to say, whoa, what are we talking about here? Because, you know, CRT at its core really has some bad assumptions about humanity, you mm -hmm. know, and um, that doesn't mean that there isn't a case to be made for systemic racism and at least the effects of systemic racism lingering in our country mm -hmm. today. But a couple of years ago to say, Hey, we see value in it. Like again, and there's value in everything. So like it's a pointless recommendation, but that caused concern. Mm -hmm. And I think that was probably the trigger that got things going in the right direction. And there are a few guys uh, who uh, are very involved in politics in America who see this as a means 
to inf- affect politics in America because the Southern mm-hmm. Baptist Convention is 47,000 churches. It's the right. largest it Protestant group of believers right. there is. And so if you can mobilize them to vote, right. it can really impact an election. Yeah, yeah right. So, so you know, there are some things that uh, you could say, you know, I see the point in this. So probably the, the biggest issue that brought this to the light was uh, there had been a call to disfellowship Saddleback Church. That's Rick Warren, Purpose Driven Life. That's his church in Southern California, not that far from Anaheim, California, right. which is just weird that this is happening in mm-hmm. Anaheim, right? And it was over their ordination of three women as pastors. Mm-hmm. So that was brought to the Credentials Committee. The Credentials Committee is the group that basically says, should should they, they handle claims that a church should be disfellowshipped for their mm-hmm. beliefs or their practice. And... You know, there was, they were saying, hey, we need to, we need to appoint a task force to investigate how Southern Baptists view not women teaching, but women in roles where they have the gifting of pastor, but aren't actually over in the office of pastor. Mm -hmm. We just need some clarity on this. And um, that created quite a storm because they're like, we don't need clarity on this. We, you know, in 2000, when we, you know, read, not redefined the Baptist faith and message, but reworded Re- the Baptist yeah, mm-hmm. faith and message and brought some clarity, we were unified. Women are not and to be in the, in the position of pastor. Um, so people are like, we just need to disfellowship them right now. And then Adam Greenway actually made, that's pres- past president of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary actually made the suggestion. Why don't we look into like, further like some of these secondary issues if you will to the gospel how we're to handle those moving forward right and the cbn group is just basically like no like i can't believe we're talking about this like Mm -hmm. get rid of them does that make sense it does make sense and i think part of the confusion specifically around this issue is the fact that going back to where we used last week the autonomy of southern baptist churches and so what you find what you will find is that every southern not every Southern Baptist churches are not all governed the same way at the church level. They use different words and labels for different roles. Uh, So, for example, you could have a church where, you know, I'm the pastor of worship and missions, where you could have uh, someone in that role of of leading the music, the worship, who's, it's a director position. Right. And they would be called the director of worship or the pastor of worship. And and in some Baptist churches, that could be a man or a woman, depending on how they have, are functioning in it, you know, looking at the same as kids and looking the same as a student ministry. And so every, so adding to the, the confusion of it, I think, is the fact that, you have different terms being used right. for different yeah. roles. And right. so it it really is. And so ultimately there's what the study or the, I guess the motion was basically to study how we handle this because right. ultimately for the clarity that's needed is going to be some kind of, if to give clarity to this is going to be someone outside of the local church saying, this is how we should, which comes back to the autonomy of the church. Which the motion was defeated. Mm-hmm. The recommendation was defeated and then the motion was withdrawn. So it didn't even get addressed. And then Rick Warren showed up actually. Um, and, you know, I, and I'll just basically bragged about how awesome he is and his church is being, you know, real. That's what he did. It was, it was, I didn't see this. Oh man. No it comment. was like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> and, uh, and I met him right after that, by the way, uh, seems like a nice guy, but, um, and then he said, we not, need to not be divided about secondary issues, but you know, th- that that's the challenge, you know, is, is 
Okay, but it, when 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 you're at Southern Baptist Convention, you're sending missionaries together, mm-hmm. you're planting churches together, you're sending people to seminary together. So, you know, we have different seminaries in the Methodists, right? right? Like, so again, not saying they're not saved, but saying, hey, we're, we intentionally there's, draw there's some lines. Difference. That's where this gets tough for Southern Baptists because like Rick Warren can do what he wants to do at his church. His people can do it. Well, he literally can probably do what he wants to do, but his people can do what they want to do. But then when we're sending people to the same seminaries and sending people to the mission field, like that begins to creep. And so there's a legitimate like question, like for me, for me, I'm kind of more like, look, as long as this is IMB's policy and NAM's policy and the seminary's policies, I'm good. And they're kind of, you know, participating in a group that's more conservative, if you want to use that, than they are. But the the argument is, well, if we continue to allow that, it's just going to grow and grow and grow, and it's going to take over the SBC because those mm-hmm. churches can vote. Right. And there's a legitimate point mm-hmm. in that. I mean, so I don't know the answer. I think there needs to be more... Examination. Personally, I think division is inevitable. Mm-hmm. That's my personal opinion. Well, I agree because there's only so much, there's only so long you can sustain the, right. the, the tension, you yeah. know, before someone's just like, we're out. Or, you know, the problem is, is no one's right now wants to say they're out. They want to take it over. You know, both right, sides right. want to be in control. And so I, I'm kind of with you in that. And I, I think that eventually probably will, would happen. Uh, and I think, you know, the, the flip side of that is that we get some people who on secondary issues uh, would say, this is the right way to interpret this. And if you, and we talked about this before, like the danger of saying, this is the my, my conviction on the secondary issue. And if you're wrong, you do now it's all of a sudden like you don't believe in the same inerrancy of scripture that I do. And it's like, no, right. that's not the appeal. The appeal is like we interpreted this very differently. Right. And is the difference in interpretation over this worth separating? And I think that's the question that's going to have to be answered down the road. Right. For Southern uh, Baptists. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Southern Baptists. That, that has been drawn between Methodists, Presbyterians, Baptists, all those things. Right. But now that just is all getting – it's all – right. You know, in a good way, like there is less of a distinction sometimes between these denominations. It's just like Jesus people. But then a bad way, it's like, okay, but what do these Jesus people actually believe? And at what point are we actually believing in the real Jesus? You know, and I and I think that that gets it just gets muddy. And like mm-hmm. you said, you know, I'm okay with cooperating with certain churches on certain things, but I'm not going to send my kids to be taught by them. Mm-hmm. You know, and so um, I think. And, and there are people who hold a more conservative, for lack of a better word, view of that, more tight-gripped view of that than I do in the SBC. And 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 it's just it's just tough. And and here's the thing: the SBC has always been this nuanced. Mm-hmm. So part of the reason it's the Southern, not always been this public, right? Because of Twitter and <laughs> right. social media, you know, mm-hmm. like and the internet. Like mm-hmm. so, it's in your face that that someone who says they believe what you believe actually has differing beliefs. Right. It's in your face every day. Mm-hmm. And that creates a defensiveness right. and antagonism, you know. I mean, back to the Bethel conversation we had a few weeks ago. It's like churches I mean, we've kind of decided we're not going to do Bethel songs and it's just because it's so easy to get into Bethel by liking their music today. Well, that really wasn't a problem for the church 30 years ago. Right. Right. Like I like that song. I might listen to their CD, but you're not going to all of a sudden find yourself listening to Bill Johnson teach that, you know, the angels are going to come and take over your body and win some weird victory. Sorry. You know, but like, <laughs> I mean, seriously, yeah. you know, like, uh-huh. so it's just, a, it's uncharted waters. Right. And at the same time, there's this huge cultural shift in our country taking place mm-hmm. and it all gets lumped in together. It does. And I think we just, we, it, it, people just start vilifying each other. And that's yeah. where like, I'm very comfortable working 
working with people who maybe, you know, any secondary issues we don't agree where I what I, what really drives me crazy is when people start uh as like name calling and and just writing people off and that right. has happened yeah. and it's yeah, it's it grievous yeah um but and it's both sides just yeah. like uh you know it would be very is you know I could look at people of you know the conservative Baptist network and be like they're 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 vilifying people. I can easily do the same thing. And I think what's happening is that we're writing people off. Right. And like we do have like right. essentially on most things agree. Yeah. And so it really the question that come back, we said, like it's gonna come down to how long can we tolerate the tension? Right. And for some people, some people cannot tolerate tension. They You're just right. have to have uber clarity on everything. And and it may get to the point where that's the Southern Magic Convention isn't the place. For 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 them if they need everyone to agree on every point of everything You're they believe right. about the Bible. Okay, well this we're gonna have I don't to even have that in my church. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Seriously, we all, you know, we just yeah, it's just gonna come to a point where we're gonna have to decide that. And yeah, strong leaders struggle with that. That you know, I mean I struggle I I really struggle. It makes me sad on a on a spiritual level, but then on a personal level, like how much I've talked about the unhealthiness of the travel sports culture. And that there are people who love our church and love me who are like, I don't care. Like, you know, that's hard for me, but I've just come to realize like, I can't make them see what I see. And it's not my job to make them. I'm like, just preach the truth. And so some of these people in the SBC, like they think they're right. And they're trying to make people see what they see and they can't, like, they just have to communicate the truth and love people. And I think like that's the mm -hmm. the weird thing about the SBC is there's not enough sitting down and talking to these issues. So there's one guy and he's a huge part of the, what's happening. I've offered to sit down and have lunch. Like, you know, and let's talk about this because I see where you're coming from and disagree with your rhetoric. And he hasn't done that. And so to me, it's like if people aren't willing to sit down with people and, and so I'm not liberal and I would be accused just because I'm not, you know, against some of these things or or I'm for you know, going about it in a more peaceable way, I would be accused of being liberal. Mm -hmm. And, and that's it's like, where I'm like, stop. I know, I know, you know, <laughs> so um, it's just interesting. I mean, so David Platt, who's not SBC anymore, but when Trump, you know, said, hey, I'm going to come to your church. You know, I don't know if you remember this, yeah, but do. he's I, in, in DC and so Trump called, like, was coming I, I'm by. on the way, I want you to, yeah. And so he just prayed for him and he really prayed the gospel. Well, you know, there were people in his church who are liberal because they're in D.C. And I hate these words, by the way, liberal and conservative, but um, who were upset that he prayed for Trump. Right. And then he came out and clarified why he did it. And then there were conservatives that are mad at him that he was clarifying why he did it. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, you can't make everybody happy. Like people yeah, just so he's, think, yeah. he's viewed as woke, you know, I mean, uh, it, it, and Bart Barber, who was and we'll get to the presidential election, yeah. you know, because he isn't just like. This has got to stop and we need to go up all this way. He's he's he, he's being people are saying he's liberal when he's like this country small <laughs> church. I mean, just a, yeah, yeah uh, I, I don't know him man, personally, man. but I know a lot of people who know him well. Just when you think of like a Southern Baptist pastor, not yeah. the judgmental time, but just like good all shucks, good, you yeah. know, like. It's him. Yeah. He's he has like cows, that. You know? He's like that to me, like, and obviously he's like the anti slick, you yeah. know, like people just want to be like the yeah. slick, cool, and like he just at least embodies himself online, like the anti slick, like yeah. I just am who I am. You know? Yeah. I, I think he's the right kind of guy. I mean, it's not a big mega, again, his church is like 300 something people, like mm -hmm. not a mega church pastor. I think because of what's been going on, we need to get away from that for a little while. I think he's a people, you know, and, and again, there's not a ton of power really in the presidential, you know, right. But, but the CBN has had a candidate the last mm -hmm. two years that they wanted to be the new president to change the direction. Right. And he's lost pretty, you know, probably 60% to 40%. 
Um, so let's talk about that because that's, you know, that, that really kind of dovetails into where we've talked about this yeah. being a liberal drift into the presidential election and going in, there were three, right? Three candidates. And then there was, or four, there were, and there four. Th- so you can't, runoff, you're not right? actually nom, you're not actually a candidate until the convention. Gotcha. So you can publicly announce via social media right. that you are going to be, you let your name be put forth, but you are not actually a candidate until you get nominated 10 minutes before the election. Right. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, you had this guy who was kind of, there was no chance he was going to win. Um, you know, then you had Bart Barber. Uh, who ended up putting his name forth after Willie Rice, you know, withdrew his Drew, name mm-hmm. because of, um, you know, they had had a deacon that had a history of sex abuse and, you know, basically lo- long story, but he put his name. And I know Willie and think he would have been good, but you know, that situation, I understand why he withdrew his name. Uh, and then Bart's like, Hey, I will do it. And then Tom Askell, who's in Florida was the conservative Baptist network guy. Who's like, Hey, we're going to, you know, basically go in this direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the last minute, uh, a guy who's kind of been around for a long time, let his name be put forth. And, um, and I thought, you know, and I, I know, I know the guy who nominated him. I heard him talking about nominating him. I know those people. And I was thinking, this guy's probably not going to win in light of like what's happened with the, like the Ross old guard Poirot. recently. Right? <laughs> well, he's just not going to win because this guy's attached to the old guard uh-huh. and not that the, all the old guard is bad, but the old mm-hmm. guard is basically the ones under investigation. Like mm-hmm. yeah, who exactly. all this stuff has happened with right, right now. Exactly. So I'm like, he's not going to win. Um, and so there was a runoff between Askell and uh, Barber mm-hmm. and Barber won. And, I, and, I, and that's who I voted for. I think that he's the right guy. Mm-hmm. So he yeah. seems very unifying in, yeah. in terms, but very convictional. I do think he's conservative. Yeah. He's yeah. just not antagonistic about his right. conservatism. Exactly. And that's really what we <laughs> yeah. need. Yeah. In terms of like, like let's, let's even disagree on things, but disagree peacefully and peaceably uh, and, and keep the mission in front of us. Yeah. So uh, let's, you talked a little bit about uh, the Saddleback and women pastor issues. And then some of that like crept into uh, like conversations and questions of seminaries as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and part of it, the Southeastern has Karen Swallows Pryor who, you know, I, I mean, she says things that seem liberal on social media. Mm -hmm. I don't think she is, but you know, there's definitely this, there's definitely this group who are way more uh way more sympathetic to um progressive culture than the traditional southern baptist and some of that is good in engagement and some of that is like where are they going with this mm-hmm. and unfortunately we've seen so many people just completely go in that direction so there's a, that there's a hesitancy yeah when radar, you see yeah. those same things it, it you know, you're like, what are they talking about? And I, and I, so that, that's where and I'm you, at. You like, don't know where everybody's going and you, you can't tell the future. You don't know. And so there is a hesitancy, but there's also like, we do need to be prodded and to think about things. Yeah, differently. Right, so right. it's all, it is, it goes back to the word tension. There's so much tension in all this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so many like people just attach themselves to people. So mm-hmm. like, you know, Hey, I'm going to be loyal to Russell Moore. I'm going to be loyal to, you know, the presidents of the seminary. If I like them a lot, I'm going to be loyal to Karen Swallow prior. I'm going to be loyal to J.D. Greer. Like, and so there's so much of that going mm-hmm. on, you know, that um, it just, hey, you're attacking so-and-so. Okay, now I'm going to attack you. And um, But yeah, I, 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 the seminaries, you know, have people who have said things. Some of them have people who have said things that seem sympathetic to a culturally progressive direction. And that has caused people to be concerned. And I think it's good that we're, we're, 
keeping our eyes on that. Like I, I do, but also like to be hateful and mean, like that's where it kind of crosses the line. Like, why can't we have dialogue about this? Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, I don't personally think the seminaries are in any danger of heading in some major uh, direction that way. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the the issues that was brought up is that, you know, women can get theological training at these seminaries and then they will be, use that. And some of them have become pastors. And so why are we doing that? And it's like, well, they, you know, no, Southern forbid, if, if, they get if, theological training. Right. If but... Southeastern has a stance that we believe the office of pastor is reserved for men in accordance with the scripture, but we're going to train women to be sound theological teachers. Like mm-hmm. I have no problem with that. What those women decide to do, like that's between them and the Lord. Mm-hmm. We need more women who are preaching the word. There is such, yeah. so much garbage in mm-hmm. women's ministry right now. And that's one thing we're trying to do is, Hey, let's build up women who know the word and proclaim the word boldly. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, man. Yeah. There's so the conversation going for a while on that. So anything else? Yeah, let's <laughs> let's make fun of all the women's ministry stuff that's taught, but then let's not train women. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's just like, come on, like why, why is why is that an issue? That's kind of my yeah. my takeaway. Yeah, it's yeah. because like, you're taking the five percent and you're mm-hmm. really exactly. Less than it comes back to like let's, and I think a lot of this just gets. Uh, on both sides. Boggy? Yeah, boggy, but also scandalized. Like yeah, it's not an true. issue, but let's make this an issue because it takes attention away from whatever we really want. Are you going <laughs> to retitle this episode Scandy Talk? <laughs> Scandy Talk. Scandy. That sounds terrible. Scandy yeah, it does. Talk. Scandy. Anything else? Anything else from the Southern Baptist Convention you want to mention? No, there was a, you know, ERLC, the Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission, there was a, m- a motion to defund them. Yeah. So basically to get rid of it. Sorry. And um, the, it was, brought down. But the concern was, hey, you know, we've had people who don't represent all of Southern Baptists mm-hmm. and it creates division. And and there's truth in that. That's the thing. Most of these issues, there is some truth on both sides. Mm-hmm. And I think this is true in your home. This is true in your church. This is true at your job. Like, it's usually not James is right, Justin's wrong. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's usually James, Justin's right, James is wrong. No, <laughs> oh, I'm just yeah, kidding. You know. It's usually like, there's some nuances of truth. And and here's what I think. Even if you come to me with something and I'm 90% right, like I'm trying to hear from you. What, what is what true is, yeah. about what just, mm-hmm. even my harshest critics mm-hmm. who I don't think are in the right spirit, like God has taught me so much through mm-hmm. them. And so it doesn't mean I change my direction flippantly because someone brings up a critique, but it means like, Lord, what are you trying to show me and teach me through this? And mm-hmm. ultimately, here's what I know very clearly. Mm-hmm. My character should be Christ-like. Right. Absolutely. As you were saying that, I was thinking, is there one person who really represents all Southern Baptists? No. No. And I would like, people say, well, Jesus, Jesus doesn't well, even, sadly. Jesus, I know. Sadly, I like, he doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. there's so much, uh, there's so much division in, in certain ways and just unchrist likeness in right. many ways. But Jesus should be the one who represents us uh, fully. And I think that's, that's the, the, that's the rub in this is that being, uh, Southern Baptist and being the way we are structured, the way it's you know governed and autonomy, it's going to be a bunch of different flavors, and yeah. it's going to be a, there's like we're going to have to be comfortable in uh, seeing things differently, learning from each other, and cooperating together moving forward. So, so I'll say that sometimes what I find at these things is I'm like, man, I don't really like have a home, like I don't have. Like I'm looking for that group who like we all share like, mm-hmm. you know, not perfectly, but like same direction. And I realized like, yeah, that's because the local church is my home. Like, yeah. That's, that's where I belong, you mm-hmm. know? And, and 
these things are are really secondary or third, you know, right. third dairy uh, to, <laughs> to that. Like, yeah, you know. agreed. Yeah, it all it all falls uh, underneath uh, what you know. Just I think man. if you're a Jesus person, you start to love the local church more and more. Yeah, absolutely. Even if you're involved in parachurch stuff, like, yeah, that, that's all. It can be good. It's a wonderful ministries, but exactly, it is the local church uh, where it's at. You know, that's yeah. where you find your people who you know push you towards Jesus, who yeah. love you, who support you, who care for you, who challenge you. Yeah. Uh, and ultimately like you work together with, for the advancement of the gospel. Yeah. So man, man, as we're saying that, I'm like, man, what a big weight. Let's go we for got, it. Yeah. yeah. Let's go. <laughs> so, so, so we're going to take a break, right? We're going to take a break for the month of July because uh, it's July and we have crazy July. You're so, all over the place. Yeah, we're all over the place. We're all over the place. So uh, coming back in August, we will come back with a new season of Boggy Talk. We'll probably change some things up. It should be pretty exciting. New format. New we're going to like explain that at any point? Like, uh, we'll probably coming? explain it when once we <laughs> once we figure it out fully. Okay, yeah. But yeah, we're going to uh, change the format a little bit just and, and I think it'll be great. So yeah, anyway, if you have any suggestions on yeah, what can we make would love ideas, talk suggestions, things you want us to talk about, especially or, if it's on a post-it with iced coffee. That's right. We love some iced coffee. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So hey, we uh, again, if you got any questions about Southern Baptist stuff, feel free to reach out, send us a message. We'd be happy to yeah, uh, get sure. back with you, clarify some things, and really like we want to have this just a uh, posture of humility in all of this. But um. Yeah, like we said, we'll kick off a new new season in August. If you've got uh, ideas, suggestions, let us know. Beyond that, we love you, Boggy Talk Nation. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat. 